0: And I, don't want to, I don't want to go down the rabbit trail, but the, the vaccine... It, um, yeah, the MMR was the, is the one that, that I heard that is really attributed to the, a lot of autism, right?
1: Where you really see the spike in autism is in the 80s, in, in around 86, 89, something like that, when, when Reagan changed the laws, where uh, the pharmaceutical companies were no longer liable for mm-hmm. any wrongdoing with vaccines. Mm-hmm.
0: You are now tuned in to Stay Dangerous, well, it's, it's awesome to have you guys on. Uh, I've, been, I've been looking forward to this one. Well, you know, Chris hooked, hooked it up, but uh, you know, uh, going out of BioAccelerator with you, Eric, and uh, and then I've always been a big fan of you, man. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, in fact, that me, me and Sean both it, we like both were like saying how pumped we were to have you have you out here. And uh, I think before we get started with the BioX and talk, talk about stem cell and stuff like that, I want I kind of want to know. Like you said, you started wrestling at seventeen, but like. When did you, what's your origin from martial arts?
2: and uh, Wrestling. When I, when I started wrestling um, at 17, that was, you know, that was my first uh, martial art. You know, I grew up in Memphis, and I don't know if you guys know much about Memphis, but it's a city full of fighters back yeah. in the day. You know, everybody, you know, my neighborhood, you know, liked to fight. So I I always considered myself a brawler, but then uh, I wanted to be a pro wrestler.
0: Okay. Yeah, pro like, wrestler. Like WWE. Was, yeah, it was yeah. really
2: big. It was really big. and in my town, and my older brother, um, he was a big pro wrestling fan, so I guess I grew up around it. And um, that's uh, so I started wrestling because I thought it was pro wrestling. when I Went to, the, when I went to the school. Uh, <laughs> nice. I was like, "What was all the slamming?" When all this stuff, my coach was like, "Man, you're in the wrong place." <laughs> so he taught me how to slam legally and collegiate. Yeah. And um, and so I, I kept wrestling. I thought, oh, okay, I just learn this, then do pro wrestling. And when I got home from college, I went to college and wrestling college and one of my old um friends I used to wrestle with uh was training for an MMA fight. Okay. And he asked me to help him train for a fight. I was like, okay. I'd wrestle with him, get him ready. And then three days notice, the champion in Memphis, um, Mike Powell, his um his um he was the champion. His his opponent pulled out three days notice and they threw me in there to fight him and I and I ended up beating him by decision. They was like, Oh, you a fighter now.
0: I was like, oh, Okay. Wow. Became fighter, yeah. Yeah, just became a fighter yeah just became a fighter that's
3: how yeah. it happened
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah wow what was your trajectory because you you know you end up going to japan like what was the what was the that's kind of where i started seeing your fights with japan like what what was the trajectory of going from that you know local fight to oh
2: yeah you know, it was cra- yeah, it was crazy i was um fighting in king in the cage okay and then um in california right yeah in california and the president uh he was a vice president at the time saka Kibara. he um he saw he saw me. I was supposed to fight this this one guy that he was up and coming. He had fought in Pride once. I I can't remember his name now. This it's over 20 years ago. And he he um was trying to negotiate for more money. So he 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 backed out of the fight. And so you know Pride was there in the audience and everything watching. They were scouting people and the um and uh, and the um, promoter uh, Terry Cherrycock. Man, you know him and I. We always had a, like a good uh, relationship. He was like man. I want you to show pride what you can do, but your opponent didn't want to fight. So they pulled some big giant guy out of the stand. And uh I was light heavyweight then. This guy was heavyweight. He was he was like he looked like he was like two seventy five or something like that. Oh, wow. And they said, Hey, he, we wanna pay him. He said he wanna fight you, he didn't take you. I was like, Okay. So <laughs> I went out there and I picked up the big dude and slammed him, boom, and beat him up and the and the uh, president vice president of pride came up to me. He was like, Oh, I like your fighting style, you know, you got a fighting spirit, I want you to come to Japan. He gave me his card, and um, and then I started training for Ken Shamrock. I was supposed to fight Ken, and uh, Terry Trebekov called me. He said, "Hey, um, they want you to go to Japan to fight Sakuraba." I was like, "Who is Sakuraba?" He said, "It don't matter who he is. They go pay you a bunch of money." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay, when?" And it was like two weeks. I was like,
0: "Dang, dang."
2: Yeah. So I I went there and, and fought Sakuraba. That made my career.
0: I got. I gotta tell you. It- Sakuraba was probably one of my all-time favorite fighters yeah and uh, that was a, that was an amazing fight yeah. it, it's just like he has it he had that everything you think about a martial artist that that warrior mindset and he's so unassuming yeah you know, he looks like a looks like he'd be like a japanese accountant or something
2: yeah and he's comes he comes from a pro wrestling background so you, you know you you don't think pro wrestlers would be you know super tough we only had a few super tough pro wrestlers in. In MMA in America, what? Brock Lesnar, I can't think of another one. That's the only one. That's, That's one. the only yeah. one, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Not that, 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 CM Punk kind of didn't, didn't make the cut. No, nah, yeah. he didn't make yeah. the cut. No, no. <laughs>
2: but they, 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 they could have gave him different opponents, though. Yeah. The UFC yeah. was wrong. They, yeah. they, they was wrong by giving him, like, <laughs> <laughs> they gave him monsters. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Did except except was, Mike Jackson. <laughs> oh, I didn't see
0: Mike Jackson, see that
1: yeah. Did you guys ever cross paths at all and obviously different weight classes but you no. were in Strike Force and in, in I, Bellator?
0: I, I was in Strike Force and Bellator, Legacy, uh World Series of Fighting. No. But, I, I, yeah, I was I was asked recently if I ran I, don't, I didn't even think of, I ever ran into him no. and uh but yeah, always always followed him. He was one of my favorite fighters yeah. to watch. Yeah. Cuz I like slamming people too. Like like I'm a jiu-jitsu guy and I'm but I'm a top game jiu-jitsu guy, real wrestling based jiu-jitsu. So I always was like like you know, fight starts and defeat. Yeah. And, uh, Man, and I'm like, when I when I put people down, I'm gonna try to put them through the floor. And so I always loved the way you, you know, you slam people. I try to slam people every time I get in the ring. <laughs> put people's feet over their head. That's, yeah. That was always my thing. So I always because of that that similarity, I always like, looked up to him.
1: I right. feel like for the the layperson, jiu-jitsu would have a bigger following, uh, you know, from a viewership and like fan base. Uh, I'm I'm a fan regardless. I know you know what, what's going on, but a lot of uh, people that don't know what you know what they're looking at are upset that it just goes to the ground right away you know yeah. you pull guard right away I, I feel like it would have a bigger following in it from a fan base if if you had like the first minute or so where you had to be on your
0: feet yeah i don't know you know that's i think back it's kind of changing cuz then you have like a event like a like the um uh the ADCC where you just had, you had, you seen a stadium filled with people that just wanted to see grappling. Yeah. So I think over the years you you built this fan base of people that are actually appreciating grappling. And I used to think that contrast between the watching fights in Japan and America was like the American guys were like just get up, you know, yeah.
3: knock yeah. them out. And
0: yeah. and in, in Japan people were like quiet. They're watching. They're respecting what's happening on the ground. Like mm. somebody does a somebody does a different grip, and the crowd's like. Like yeah, and I'm like man, these yeah. people really get it. I think American fan base is kind of switched shifting. It
1: is. I hate it when I'm at a, in a at an event and you hear booing in the crowd yeah. when there's high level jujitsu going on, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they start booing. You're like, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. It yeah, yeah. always
0: bug me. I'd be like in there, like I like trained three months to fight and, and put everything into it, and and like guys getting bored because he's you know drank. You know, he's yeah, there's a the crowd board, drunk, yeah. and I'm like. It's four thirty to not expect- beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. no respecting the what's really happening with the, how precious it is. What to get to see like two guys that are like top of their game, train their whole life, train three months for this fight, and you get to watch them like pair up and people just just flippantly like. The, the
2: last five yeah. years, I've I've seen a change where the the crowd in America do understand jujitsu now, though.
0: So yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's,
2: that's, it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm I'm Great. excited to see that because you know. Fighting in Japan is exactly what you said. Like they, they know when you go, you set up a Kimura. Yeah, something they cheer. They know. They see it. But mm-hmm. the American fans, they, it took them a while to catch on.
0: Yeah. Well, Gordon Ryan was a big. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's really got a lot of. He brought a lot of fan base to. Uh, yeah. Like to, the Abu Adob was the one that had the big event, right? That just everybody they sold out that arena. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's brought a lot of a lot of hype to it because he's so dominant. And, yeah. and people want to see him beat somebody be so dominant like that. And jiu-jitsu is doing good now. They're doing these submission submission hunter pro events yeah. where it's mm-hmm. a submission only type event.
0: I did a couple of those um, events that, like post MMA. Like I've mm-hmm. retired from MMA a long time ago, so that like, now it's a way for me to still get out there and get my competitive itch out. Yeah, go so, to pro jiu-jitsu matches.
2: So what's that uh, submission only? So you can only win by submission. You you that's the goal. So yeah.
3: it, you can win the entire match by points. Let's say you got this. If you're looking at jujitsu points, you're beating this guy eighteen to zero. He threw one submission attempt, doesn't even finish it. He'll win because what? because mm. you didn't throw one submission attempt. So it's more about creating more energy and hype mm. and, and getting people to submit each other as opposed to just doing.
0: A lot uh, of them have different control. rules. Like like I did uh like when I did the Sub Hunter Pro and I did fight to win. Like like uh, the first ten minutes because I did some for the titles. The first ten minutes would be like no points. And then the, then, then it's, if there's no winner, then you go to another round of uh, five minutes, and then you score an IBJJF points. And then if there's no winner, then it's like sudden death for yeah. the next one. So it's kind of progressive. Uh,
3: it depends. Like We we just had a guy, um, a monster wrestler, uh, do a submission Hunter Pro, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I think his points, if we were scoring points, it would have been 12 to 0. He beat the guy. But the guy threw one submission attempt, and and Josh didn't throw any, and he lost because he didn't throw any. So it's different. You know, Did he know trying, the rules? Yeah, he knew the rules. He just he's a wrestler, <laughs> yeah. so in his head he was in competition mode, and just didn't think like you know he's a younger guy, he's still an amateur. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they are they're doing some things to to bring some more uh, awareness to. Uh, the sport and how fun it can actually be and exciting it can actually be.
2: And what what makes this this guy you guys talking about? What's his name? Gordon Ramsay?
3: Gordon Gordon Ryan? Gordon
2: oh, Ryan. Gordon, uh, yeah. I, I, when people first brought him up I thought they were talking about the chef. <laughs> I was like, this guy's <laughs> cooking people <laughs> in jiu-jitsu too. Yeah but yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. he lives he lives here in Texas. He's in Austin and uh he's he's phenomenal, I man. He started off with this uh, you know, kind of wiry kid that was getting his name in yeah. jiu-jitsu and now he's like
2: He's making money too, huh? Making, Makes money, big, yeah. money, he's man. making he, big money. He's, he's making, making money. big
0: money. He's making more than probably ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the UFC fighters. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah just doing
1: jujitsu. Yeah, he's doing jiu-jitsu. Is now. there a, a USADA or any other regulatory entity in in jitsu mm-hmm. right now? So
0: they
3: just they just announced that they're they're not testing. Yeah, uh, they made it openly clear you, that they're n- not
0: going to test. Now IBJJF, adult black belt divisions they'll they'll randomly test mm. the, those guys and, and IBJJF the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation but like Abu Dhabi all those well you did Abu Dhabi too right no, no uh, I never done okay. it okay yeah
1: because okay. you see some of these guys and they're just
3: jacked. oh yeah juiced yeah. up yeah yeah, yeah, are, yeah. yeah honestly Gordon Ryan has there's some I don't know if he is or not people people attack him for it because he's yeah. he's in he's in Tip pretty top. phenomenal yeah. shape and and his progression to being in shape happened pretty quick I'm not saying he's on steroids. I don't know the dude's a yeah. monster either
1: way, you know? Yeah, yeah but he looked like me two years, three years ago, and then now he's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. like well, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah people, yeah.
0: so people are questioning it. He's competing in a sport where it's allowed. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's what I was about, about to say. It's so yeah. open, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's open to both sides. Everybody, like,
3: everybody could do it without, yeah. without
1: fear of repercussion of it, you know? So Yeah. But you could, you could do I'm that. Not hating on it. I'm just happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But you could do that or you could go to BioX.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're kind of in the same territory in the sense that you know it's a lot, a lot of fighters and and um, you know not just fighters, uh, high impact athletes. You know, NFL, every sport they use it as kind of a secret weapon, stem cell. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, um, and I want to sh- want to shift to to bio accelerator now. The uh, for for a lot of guys that that do in, in combat sports or or any sport, for, you know, get into get into steroid use or drug abuse. Uh, it's a lot of times it's not to get an edge just to heal injuries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of ways outside of, you know, steroids to heal injuries, uh, uh, and bioaccelerator stem cell therapy is one of them. And, um, uh, but you know, it goes far beyond that. So I know, I know I've been down to bio X, you know, Quentin's been down to bio X, Sean's, I'm, Should I'm, go ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I got so, some
3: pretty significant injuries. So,
0: so uh, you know, you want to just give an overview to listeners like what bioaccelerator is the company how you got into it because you're not a doctor
1: no no solo business guy uh i i I guess i'll go back into why i got into it but first bioaccelerator is an advanced uh advanced cell therapy company Mm -hmm. so we have many lines of uh proprietary um cell therapies that we're developing like exosomes and some other things that we can talk about but what we're really known for and for the, you know, the reason that you came down and Quinton's one of our patients is because we're, uh, you know, one of the, the top stem cell therapy companies in the world. And so the, the stem cells are, uh, they're, they're developed at our company, but they're also administered, which sets, sets us apart from a lot of other companies. And we do that to heal autoimmune disease and neurological condition, which maybe we'll talk about with some of the veterans, yeah. but for you guys, it was for orthopedic injuries. And that's what we're really, really well known for.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's super important that, you know, people listening understand that, like. I think a lot of people hear stem cell and they relate it at least from my world, but maybe because maybe I'm kind of, have a slanted view cause I'm in the sports world, but they think of it for athletes. But when I went down there, I was just blown away seeing, you know, this guy, this guy that was in a wheelchair and he said it six visits ago, he could, he was driving his wheelchair, but blowing in a tube. And now mm-hmm. he's able to shake my hand and go to the bathroom by himself, hold his daughter, yeah. uh, drink a cup of water. And I was like, I was blown away cause I didn't even think about it that way. And, and then, uh, and then, uh, I learned about people with uh, like autism mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. So it's, it's yeah. way beyond, way beyond just being, you know, helping a sports injury.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, we're, we're very blessed to have guys like Quentin and, and, you know, guys like you and, and all the other athletes and celebrities and movie stars that have talked about us. And, you know, certainly we appreciate that, but that's not really the the focus for a lot of our treatments. Like you're saying, we, we treat things that are much more severe, like the, the worst, Crisis injuries that you could imagine, like we were talking about when you're you're uh, skydiving. Yeah, you know, we have guys that are have this normal life, and then they have some traumatic injury, and you know have have some type of spinal cord injury, and now they're quadriplegics. And so you know, they're the doctors here in the United States or whatever country they're coming from. It's a, a pretty common theme that the doctors essentially are are giving them a death sentence to lay in bed all day and saying that's really what your the rest of your life is going to be like. And, and the truth is is that stem cell therapy is although they're never going to get them to a point where they're out running marathons again it does have the ability to accelerate the healing process enough to give these guys dignity and what i mean by that and I, we might even be talking about the same guy but there's a, 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 he was a firefighter in california his name is dustin bunch he's, he's a, a friend of mine now I, just a lovely guy but um when he first came to us he was driving the wheelchair with his you know he had a he had movement in his neck so he was driving it with his either a blower or just you yeah. know his mouth And, um, you know, I, I asked him what his expectation was, what he was hoping for. And he said, you know, I just, I want to be able to control my bowels Mm. and my bladder so that I don't have to have a nurse Mm. taking me to the bathroom every 10 seconds. I'd love to be able to take a drink on my own, control my wheelchair. But more importantly, I just had this beautiful little baby girl and I'd love to be able to pick her up again and just hold her and and i said you know dustin i think i'm not i'm not the doctor here but i I think that's realistic and let's let's make a real plan to do that and like you said after three or four or five visits uh he's he's got almost full range of movement uh, so he's eating by himself. He's doing all those things that we talked about, and right. and holding his daughter. So wow. that's what we really strive for. Yeah, that's great,
0: yeah. Man. I think that's the same guy I we were, uh, I had dinner with him because you guys take take you out one of the parts of the trip. You take yeah. you out a nice dinner.
2: Oh yeah, you met him there, at Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I, yeah, probably met him there. His, yeah, yeah. I was I was I was blown away by his story. Um, and I and I then I felt bad for being there. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't need to be here, man. Like, like yeah. people like, and then and then seeing uh, some of the videos of some of the kids with like autistic kids and yeah, and things like that. Some of the
1: yeah, yeah, that's it's that you know, we're very early on with autism in the sense that there's many many different types of autism and there are specific types that stem cell therapy is very good at uh starting to reverse, you know, the the symptoms of autism. Um not typically the the autisms that are caused by vaccine, but more the inflammatory process. Yeah. Um so some we can help with, not all.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mention. I don't want I don't want to go down a rabbit trail, but the the, the vaccine the mm. What, uh, what's the, what's the one that you take, you, that they force to you take, you get like three and one and it's. Uh,
1: I mean, look, nowadays it's not just one that they force you to take. They, you know, they, they really force you to take 16 yeah. multiple times throughout yeah. the, the child's yeah. you know, uh, trajectory, you know, at birth and then at 18 months or, you know, two years and on and on and on. But you know, now when, when I was a kid, um, you know, we just were similar age, uh, you know, and in, in 76, I was born, but by the time I was getting vaccines, there was only three with right. mumps uh rubella and and measles or something like mm-hmm. that right it was mmr yeah, um, yeah the
0: mmr was the is the one that that i'd heard it is really attributed to the, a lot of autism right
1: ah I, I mean they all are because the thing is is that they're they're loaded with aluminum and mercury mm-hmm. and you know at the, in the same breath that these doctors that are that are you know looking over the uh, the mother you know that, that's still pregnant at the time and they're saying uh, we re- we recommend that you don't eat things like fish or, you know, especially not tuna because it's got yeah, high levels little. of mercury, <laughs> but we're going to immediately give your kid that's got- this injection that's filled with mercury. Yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. Astronomical
3: of mercury. But compared. what
1: I was saying is that, um, you know, the MMR, uh, that, that was three, that was three vaccines that you had to do to get into school. And they gave it to me all at the same time. And it, you know, it's, it's bad. But where you really see the spike in autism is in the eighties, in in around 86, 89, something like that when when Reagan changed the laws to where uh, the pharmaceutical companies were no longer liable for Mm. any wrongdoing with vaccines. Mm -hmm. So whether it was manufactured poorly or it was not safe or or it killed people, they were never ever going to be sued for whatever they did with vaccines. So that's when you see the spike where it went from three vaccines to like 72 you have to take, crazy.
0: Hey folks, I got a shout out for our new awesome sponsor, Midas Gold Group. These guys are the real deal, a family business in precious metals for two generations run by Marine Corps veterans who are all about supporting veteran causes and putting America first. But the best part, they know that true financial freedom comes from owning private currency like gold and silver. If you're feeling a bit worried about the unknown and want to secure finances, look no further than Midas Gold Group. With all the crazy stuff happening these days, it's smart to be prepared. If you don't know, our financial data is stored electronically, from bank deposits to retirement accounts, and let's face it, our digital grid isn't exactly invincible. That's where owning gold and silver can save the day, and it's becoming a seriously compelling option. Now here's the scoop. Inflation is nibbling away at your dollar's buying power, and major players like Russia, China, India, and Saudi Arabia are making moves to trade oil in different currencies. This could shake things up big time as the dollar's stability depends on being the world's trade currency. The central bank digital currency is virtually already here with patents filed and big banks making plans. And Midas Gold Group sees potentially sketchy implications here. Will it mean the end of cold, hard earned cash? Is it tied to social credit scores? Storing all our financial info on in digital ledgers sounds pretty risky, doesn't it? That's why you can count on Midas Gold Group They're here to lend a helping hand. They've got competitive pricing, top-notch service, and lightning-fast deliveries all across the United States and Canada. And get this, they could even show you how to use your IRA and old retirement plan to own physical gold and silver without getting hit by any additional tax implications. So listen up, folks. When it comes to precious metals, Midas Gold Group is the real deal and the only one I trust. Give them a ring at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855 322 4653, or hit up their website at MIDASGoldGroup.com. That's MIDASGoldGroup.com. They're all about giving friendly, no pressure advice on precious metals. And guess what? If you drop my name, Chad Robichill, they're throwing in some free silver with any qualifying account. You can't beat that, right? So don't wait around. Secure your financial future with Midas Gold Group. Swing by MidasGoldGroup.com or dial 855-322-4653. And make sure you mention Chad Show sent you. Trust me, you'll be glad you did.
1: My daughter's going through something pretty severe because of this COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was, she, she's got a lot of people around her that were, you know, making sure that she she got that vaccine. And so she did, and she was an adult by that time and she makes her own decisions. But, uh, after the vaccine, she's got some pretty bad complications, uh, like female complications. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now. Her, her mind has shifted, but everybody around her that was telling her that, no, nah, you have to get the vaccine, you have to get it. Now their minds are actually shifting because they have a you know, real world example of like, yeah. oh no, it, it's not always all good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, can, absolutely. Um, can stem cell heal some of the uh, adverse effects to these vaccines? For example, like, uh, you know, I, I know there's like, they're starting to come out with, people are starting to suggest like different ways to purge your body of some of the things that, that came in the COVID vaccine, the stem cell. Had the ability to do some of that?
1: Some of the other advanced cell lines that we're making, mm-hmm. like NK cells and some of, some of the things that, uh, that re- re- release free radicals and, and start clearing out some of the dead cells, possibly. I, I think it's too new to really answer that as a yeah. yes. But what we do treat in some cases are some of the complications from vaccines and other medication, other pharmaceuticals. We have a lot of people that come to us uh, that have been overprescribed antibiotics and have mm-hmm. terrible complications, like full body pain for the rest of their life, basically. Uh, we're, we're able to, we're, we've seen good results with stem cells doing that. Um, specifically we, with your question with COVID, uh, we see uh, some patients with the long COVID symptoms mm-hmm. that seem to be getting some some good results with stem cell therapy. So it's kind of a mixed bag. It's too new to yeah. you say. In layman's terms, just for the viewers, what's a stem cell? What is it doing, Eric? So the stem cell is the cell that we have in our body. And first I, I should start by saying that um, the, the stem cells that we get are the non-controversial stem cells that you know back... In the two thousands, you might have heard about where it's uh, embryonic stem Black cells. market. Right. Yeah, we so, don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, President
0: Bush was like really openly like yeah. speaking against it.
1: Yeah, and I, I I have my own opinion of where that came from. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm <same> here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but so it's the non-controversial stem cells. But all of us have stem cells in our body, and essentially, it's you know when you get a paper cut, right? You get a paper cut, and then you know the next day it's kind of scabbed over, and then a couple days later it's gone, and you know, your skin looks normal again. That's really the stem cells going to work, and they're doing that for your whole body for your whole life. But as we get older, these stem cells that are able to typically divide indefinitely over time to continue to heal your body, whether it's liver disease or a paper cut, um, they slow down as we age as well. So then they age. Yeah, they're they're aging just like you are. Yeah, my
0: my stem cells are 48 years
1: old. Exactly. Yeah. So so as they slow down, they're not able to keep up with your the environment, and you know, especially high level athletes like you guys that are beating yourself up every day, these stem cells are worked out. I mean, they've mm-hmm. they, they're they're working at their peak and they're still not able to keep up with your injuries. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we're able to scientifically um, manipulate, expand and basically multiply the ability to heal your body and just, you know, do it at a much much higher level with better stem cells. So it's not taking stem cells from you and putting them back in you, which you see here in the United States, which is just really low-level science and kind of a waste of money.
0: Yeah, I want to want to ask about that cuz because, you know, first of all, like uh, my experience, I had stem cells done in the United States. Mm-hmm. They they took they took blood uh, from me. I had some friends that took like bone marrow from, and they, take that, they took those stem cells. They, you know, put them in this little thing, spun them, and then shot them back into my injury, did an intravenous one. Uh, I didn't really – I got some kind of immediate relief, but no long-term relief. And then when I went down to, to bioaccelerator with you guys, I'll be honest, and I, I'm not saying it because you're here. I'm not saying it to – to sell, sell BioX, BioX. I had injuries that I had got so used to from my whole life of, I've, I've been on the mats for 42 years. So, and, and then 14 years of special operations, eight deployments, I broke my neck in Afghanistan. Like all these injuries, I just kind of, I didn't realize how used to it I got. I got used to being in pain all the time. And, and I walked away from that experience and, and I'm like, man, I actually, I thought it was a little, I, th- I thought it was like self-induced placebo at first. I'm like, there's no way I feel it. And, and stuff just went away. And, uh, and you know, it's been, a, it's been about a year now and, and I have injuries that I've been dealing with for like my whole life. And in the last year, I just don't feel pain from. This is the it, blessing of my life being, yeah. you know, having, hearing these stories. So, I mean, you know, I don't have autism. I don't have, a, you know, all the, there's, uh, these other uh, neurological things, but I had, you know, a lot of physical injuries and, and, I, and I've just been blown away at, at how, how it impacted me. And, and so I get, I, I could be, a, I look back in the contrast of that one treatment that I got here in the United States of what was called, to be uh, called stem cell versus what it went with you. So what's the difference between those two, uh, what, what I experienced here in the United States and what I experienced down with you guys in Colombia?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, right now the FDA is very far behind in their regulation for real stem cell. I, I call it real stem cell because the, the stuff that you see here in the United States is stem cell light and it's very light. It's very, it's not scientifically advanced really at all, but it is what's kind of legal from the FDA standpoint. So um what you see here is exactly what you had is where your a doctor will either puncture your iliac crest and suck out a bunch of bone marrow and put it in a centrifuge and then repurpose it and you're still getting your 47, 48 year old stem cells or 46, whatever. <laughs> Don't want to put years on you. <laughs> um,
0: 48 unfortunately. <laughs>
1: Um, but the other thing you see is, uh, doctors doing a liposuction and taking out adipose tissue. So your fatty tissue and doing the exact same process, which is, again, uh, you know, is very low level. So you have very minimal results. Um, the other thing that you see that is, is really starting to give the industry kind of a bad name is that, um, you'll have these great laboratories that are producing, uh, umbilical cord derived mesenchymal stem cells, which is what we use. Um, ours are very, you know, much more specific and scientifically advanced. But the point is that these, these, these laboratories may be good and they may be producing decent cells, but what they, what they have to do is they, they they have to cryopreserve those cells and then they ship them across the city or across the state or across the country. And by the time they get to the physician's office, that's going to be doing the injections, they're dead. And, and, and the doctors, even if they're great doctors, they just, they don't know because their stem cell therapy is not medicine necessarily. It's science. And then the application of the science through medicine. And so it's the combination that's very important. And, um, you know, so what I would advise is that, you know, even though somebody's selling good stem cells, supposedly, by the time they get in you, they're, they're typically not viable at all.
0: Yeah, because that was the argument I heard. I was telling some people about, you know, going my experience going down with you guys. And they're like, no, no, there's umbilical stem cell in the United States. And I'm like, the and I was trying to explain how it's different, but
1: yeah, it's a long explanation. But, and the other thing is, is, you know, from a entrepreneur standpoint, from a business guy standpoint, you know, as you're running any business, you want to reduce cost and increase production, right? And so that's what these laboratories are doing. They're reducing cost and increasing production. So they, they cut costs through inferior products. What they don't tell you is they're also using bovine serum, which is, you know, also kind of maybe not ethical for a lot of people. They don't want to put a bunch of animal products in themselves. Yeah. Um, but, but they're reducing costs and then they're increasing production. And, and what we know in science is that if you continue to increase the stem cells uh, and increase the production, then uh, those, they're not as effective. And so yeah. you know, at our company, we, we give you stem cells at the right passage to help you.
0: My pillow is celebrating their remarkable 20-year anniversary. And they want to thank each and every one of you for your support with an incredible offer. Right now, you can grab a queen-size MyPillow regular priced at $69.98 for just $19.98. And for just an additional $10, you can upgrade to the king size. To claim this unbeatable deal, head over to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square. Use promo code DANGEROUS to unlock Mike's amazing offer. You can also call at one 800 one zero two seven two. That's 1-800-941-0272 and use the same promo code, DANGEROUS. MyPillow's patent fill adjusts to your exact needs, ensuring you get the best night's sleep ever. The anniversary celebration also brings deep discounts on all MyPillow products, from luxury bed sheets and cozy MySlippers to soothing towels and comfortable mattresses. Now, let me share a personal secret with you. I've experienced the MyPillow magic myself, and I can't help but rave about it. The pillows are amazing. I use my pillow every single night and the difference in my sleep since I've started using it is astounding. I wake up every morning and my neck feels great. Uh, I love my pillow. So, here's your chance to join the My Pillow family and enjoy the best night's sleep of your life. Don't miss out on the biggest sale in My Pillow history. Remember that's mypillow.com promo code dangerous or call 1-800-941-0272. Don't wait. This incredible offer won't last forever. Sleep better and feel better, thanks to my pillow. You know, I, I really get—I get super disturbed about big pharmaceutical companies and, and their, you know, lack of their seems like lack of integrity towards American people. And 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 my concern is that this is being blockaded in the United States because it seems like American medicine has shifted more towards treating symptoms and and creating long-term patients as opposed to healing people. And uh, it, it, would you say that's why the FDA is is kind of stopping this? From coming here because you actually could heal people yeah
1: i mean i, I you know i used to really uh, especially at conferences when i was interacting with the people from the fda I, you know you used to really think that they were in the right mindset because they kind of give this dog and pony show where they they go yeah yeah we know that uh stem cells are safe and effective and you know it's just a matter of time but then you know over the last decade nothing has happened they keep saying the same thing and nothing happens and then so so really you, as you dig into it you, you realize that the fda is actually not no longer allowed to work for the American public. They're not working for us anymore. They're working for the pharmaceutical companies. Almost 50% of their budget is from big pharma. Um, and so I don't know. And they censor companies like ours. So I, I can't, as a business guy, I can't go out and do typical advertising where I uh, you know put a Google ad word about stem cell or I, I want to educate the public about stem cell. So I, I don't know, I buy a banner somewhere. I literally cannot do that. I can't go to Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. I, we have all those channels. Uh, but we have to have guys like you talking about your actual results and it's not just an advertisement. So that's why we're really blessed to have, you know, opportunities to be on podcasts. podcasts. I didn't know that you you can't sell, you
0: can't buy advertising.
1: No, I, I can't use the word stem cell in our advertising. Who regulates that? I mean, it, it depends on the platform. So I'll tell you a story. So you, uh, you know, my friend Joey that, that works with us down there, um, Quentin knows him. He's a good guy, but he's uh, he's a, he's a fit guy, and, and he's got but he's got uh, type one diabetes. Which you know, the difference is this is not a lifestyle. it's yeah. It's a pancreas issue or a B cell issue uh, versus lifestyle. So the point is that he has to buy insulin, and he he uses synthetic insulin all the time. And when he came down to Colombia for the first time uh, you know, he, we were actually leaving the gym and we stopped by a pharmacy and he said, Hey, I want to see if they have insulin. It's probably going to be some generic stuff, but I, I've got to get it. And so he went in and he, he came out. and he goes, wow, this is the exact same pen that I have. It's the same exact supply. But in the States, I pay almost a thousand dollars, like 880 bucks for this. I just got this for $37. Wow. Same, same everything. He's like, oh my God, this is amazing. So he put it, he, he did that. He put a picture of it on Facebook and Instagram and was like, Hey guys, look at what just happened. Boom. Shut down. His account was suspended for two weeks for policy violations. And, you know, so big pharma is everywhere. So it, yeah. I think it starts with big pharma, but they have their, their, their money in their lobbyists everywhere.
0: There's not, not a lot of, uh, profit in people being healed.
1: No, and, no, uh, no, and it's, we it's, would love to have to treat people one and done. We would love to just have rampage come once and never see him again. And he's, and he's healed with guys, you know, of, of his injury said and continuing to, you know, yeah. be active, that's not always the case, but that's not the pharmacological model. Yeah. I've yeah. heard you talk about that too, rampage
3: of. It might have been something you did with BioX, but you were talking about how somebody of your caliber of, of you know, um, athletic pursuits, all the injuries you've had, you've you've felt like, you know, they're just almost masking symptoms. They're not getting down to the root cause until right. you went down to
2: right BioX I have a story kind of like yours. Um, I, I I heard about stem cells a few years ago, and I had this one girl approach me on Instagram, like trying to get me to come in to, to her clinic. It was there in Orange County. And, you know, I finally broke down because my knee was bothering me really bad. I, I didn't think it would ever get better. And it was only $5,000. And she, um, you know, gave me stem cells. And I was like, I thought it was illegal in America. Said, no, the laws have changed. You can do it this way. Same thing, explain it, mm-hmm. everything. And it made my knee feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was honestly kind of... Um, skeptical about going to um bioex and um oh in columbia and frank mirror told me about it said, no man it's good it works worked wonders for me and so I looked at it a little bit I was like okay I'm gonna go check it out he said it's the real stem cells it's not like it was doing in America and I was like oh and I and I went down there and still kind of skeptical you know how it is yeah.
0: sure yeah. And,
2: yeah and um and I saw the facility I was like oh okay it looks legit and everything cool because I never been to Columbia and um they gave me a uh, some IVs and a bunch of shots and stuff like that. And I, the weirdest thing, I noticed the next day that my my left hand uh healed up. I didn't feel no pain because for for the last like five years, I, for some reason I couldn't heal up this hand. Hmm. I kept hurting it in fights. Yeah. And and it, I guess it was like something small. It was, it was just like it hurt. Yeah. Right.
0: The consequence of punching people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> but it
2: must have been something small because it healed. <laughs> it healed my hand up in one day. Wow. Yeah. No pain in my hand and it still haven't came back yet and i've sparred a couple of times yeah and still, yeah. and this has been like two years now yeah but i noticed like after a while uh after like maybe a couple of months my knees and everything was changed i could you know do stuff in the gym that i couldn't do anymore i, I didn't have to wear my my knee brace anymore and stuff like that so now i'm I'm a firm believer and i want to i want to keep going out there and keep getting better
0: yeah 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 same oh you mentioned you've never been to columbia and uh I've been all over the world and I hadn't been to Columbia before. And I was, I was a little worried. I'm like, Columbia, like getting that where, uh, you know, yeah, Pablo yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's his town. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, you know, kind of wor- worried because my wife was coming down with me and, uh, man, it was, uh, the town was beautiful. Yeah. First of all, the weather's like amazing. It's 70 degrees, same constant around yeah. and, uh, the mountains are beautiful and, and, uh, the food was amazing. And the people were really awesome yeah and uh, your staff is cr- incredible by the way yeah, it's like yeah. first class yeah, yeah yeah that's what
2: i was worried about i was worried about the the the, the hospital where i was going mm. I, was, I was like oh this is a third world country right like going to, i was thinking like it's
1: going to mexico yeah, yeah. i see seeing tijuana yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i saw the facility i was like oh <laughs> it's nice it's okay yeah. i'm
2: not worried all right yeah. yeah
1: that's actually why i chose it so i when i was looking for places i was looking uh you know i had offers to go into tijuana i was like oh this is a it's a dump, and and you yes. have to you know you have all that violence and driving across the border, but um, uh, you know Mexico. There's some nice places in Mexico. Tijuana is not one of them. But anyway, the, the <laughs> point is that um, you know Colombia was not the last on my list. I was looking for somewhere in the Western Hemisphere that was you know because we knew we were going to market to Americans, and so I wanted to be somewhat close. Yeah. And then um, you know so I was looking in Argentina and Chile and all over South America, and um, and then my three criteria that I was looking for was good regulation for stem cell therapy and then great, well-respected medical doctors and really good hospitals. And I think because of all the violence with Pablo Escobar and the Narcos and all that in the eighties and nineties, they built this amazing medical infrastructure because they were in a war zone at at some point. So the more and more I kept looking, it was just like, nope, Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. And then when I found Medellin, I'm like, wow, this is a gem of a city
0: it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing i, I mean i'd go back there to vacation
1: yeah we have yeah. guys all the time now that don't yeah. come down for treatment and they're like oh wait I, stay they're, down, they're, down there stay yeah. down there yeah. we've yeah. sold a bunch of real estate we're not in the real estate business and we don't actually sell yeah what i mean is like nobody would have ever come there if it wasn't for bio but now they're like homeowners there yeah so,
0: yeah. so your your company is, is based in scottsdale arizona though right yeah so yep so i mean i think it's important for people to know that this isn't a you know a colombian company it's an american company uh you're the ceo of it and why so i know you just said why you went to columbia but why do you have to be in columbia and can't be in scottsdale arizona why can't you run your business where
1: yeah i mean i'm I'm from arizona and and we would love you know our corporate office is in scottsdale like you said so we would love to be in the united states our goal as, as mind as an american is to bring this this technology to the american public and start helping as many americans as possible um and and we're forced offshore essentially by big pharma big insurance and their their um you know, their, their ability to control the regulators, FDA. And that's
0: the FDA. So the FDA is, yeah. uh, says you can't do this. In the United yeah, States. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, it's, it's NIH, it's FDA, it's CDC. And you know, they're all bought and, and paid for by the pharmaceutical company. So, yeah. yeah. What are the argument. I'm sorry. What are the
3: arguments uh, against it? If they're saying it's not safe, uh, I've heard this argument. It's going to take too long to, to get to market with Chad and I were talking about this earlier. We saw what they did with the speed of market yeah. with COVID. Okay. Uh, so we know it's possible. um, I mean what is what is it
1: yeah it's it's kind of talking out out of both sides of their mouth in the mm. sense that uh you know the, the the regulators that come to the stem cell conferences and see all of the research that's been doing done globally the clinical trials that have proven to be safe and effective they then then there's hundreds if not thousands of patients like rampage and chad that have also spoke to the fda and said no this is i've gotten real results and here's here's the case report that the the clinic did on me and so there's plenty of evidence that backs up that it's both safe and effective so in the scientific community there there is no argument anymore and and really with the people in the FDA that know about it there's no argument about safety or efficacy um and and so what's what's crazy is that they they then say ah but you have to go through this 20 year clinical trial mm-hmm. process Uh, with each individual um, application. So you have to go through clinical trial with the right knee and then the left knee and then the shoulder. And then not just in a blanket, Mm. in in a blanket clinical trial way, but pharmaceuticals, you know, we saw Operation Warp Speed with the vaccine, but the vaccine doesn't have to go through any of that testing. No. They don't have to go through any of that clinical trial process at all.
3: It's crazy. Not even
1: after, not, not just Warp Speed, none of the vaccines have had to go through that safety testing. Wow. Are we
3: making any ground post COVID. I mean, we were just talking about this, how, how people just, you know, take what the, what their medical doctors tell them like it's like, it's, you know, the gospel. Um, but I do feel like there's been a shift in, um, understanding that, that they don't always have our best interest in mind. Have we seen any, you know, improvement in that and trying to bring this to, uh, America since post COVID or are we still kind of in the same boat?
1: Uh, so what we've seen is a shift in the um, the um, general public. So the shift is not with the FDA, the shift is with the public. So now the phone started ringing uh, of people going, hey, yeah, I, I, I realized that um, through my own education that stem cell therapy could help modulate your immune system. So it could pr- improve immunity, it reduces inflammation, it stimulates repair. So I know it's something that I could do from a, a not just an anti-aging and longevity standpoint, but just a general health and well-being. So the public, yes, our phones are ringing from, from those people. From the FDA, no, no, they're still, you know, they're they're letting Purdue Pharma have immunity after killing hundreds yeah. of thousands mm-hmm. of people. So right. it's they're they're bought and sold.
0: Yeah. Well, so here's I want to bring up something that was super important to me because uh, you know when I got to the point to realize, okay, this seems like legitimate therapy that could help me. Then I had a question that was like a kind of a deal breaker for me was was it ethi- how ethical it was. I'm, I'm like when it comes to like abortion, for example, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an abolitionist. I don't believe you know, I'm on extreme. I would say extreme side. I think I'm on the moral side of the fact that I don't believe in any, any types of abortion. And so I was, I was a little worried about the ethical uh, side of it. And, uh, and I gotta tell you when, you know, one, you guys had maybe comfortable with that. But then when I went down there and seeing where the stem cells came from, the, the fact that it was a donated from a healthy baby and the mother uh, had chose to, to donate that, that umbilical cord. Um, I think that's super important for people to know. Cause I think a lot of people are right where I'm at, where they want to know this, this is ethical. This is it be like organ harvesting or, or umbilical cord harvesting from aborted babies. And, of course not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, because of the unethical, uh, you know, clinics or whatever, whoever was getting the abortions to, to do this type of science, um, they, they put the whole scientific community in, into this area where we, it forced us to look for actually better sources and, and we found them. And that's, that. Uh, we meaning I had nothing to do with it, but, but yeah. um, uh, the umbilical cord, so it's just like you said, the healthy mom and the healthy baby, they go home and live healthy lives together. Um, so there's no controversy in their lives or, or anything outside of that. But what they would usually throw away as medical waste, the umbilical cord, um, is now donated to companies like ours and we can help hundreds, if not thousands of people with mm. those cords. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's no ethical controversy anymore, you know, surrounding where we get the cords. There's a very high level of testing and understanding, uh, you know, the, the family, the family history, uh, from both sides of the family. And, and, um, so it's the standard is, um, you know, much higher than, uh, international standards of even blood transfusion.
0: So, right. um, yeah, well, I guess two things with that. One is, uh, can disease be transmitted through the bill cord to a, from, uh, from a donor to a patient? And uh, and, and two, why the umbilical cord? All the parts of the body, like, why the the umbilical cord?
1: Yeah, so the umbilical cord is is part of the building block of life, and what we found is that there's a very small specific piece, uh, like a two-inch by two-inch piece on the umbilical cord called the Wharton Jellies piece, and this is where the, the highest concentration of the most pure and potent stem cells, the mesenchymal stem cells live. So we really throw away 99% of the cord and we just have this two inch by two inch piece. Um, and and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the building blocks of life. So we're able to take the most pure and potent stem cells and then what we do is multiply and accelerate those. Mm. That's why they work so well. Um, you know, but but I, I guess back to your question, um, and and it's something that's asked a lot is you know not just the controversial side but why are these why are these cells is that your question so what your question? yeah yeah it was, it
0: was why the milk core which I think you yeah. just answered but then also my second part of the question was uh was yeah. it, if if there is a disease genetic uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. issue okay. with with the is is it transferable from the donor to the patient yeah I mean it, it could be if you have companies out there that are
1: not testing and and doing things that are uh, you know not not uh, medically sound uh, technically yeah if you're just taking somebody else's umbilical cord and slapping it in your body without doing any testing, yeah, there, there could be some transference. Obviously, that's not what our company does. And uh, there's there, again, we, we take a much higher standard than even any international standards. So there is a high level of testing that has to be done. But this is one of the points that I make uh, why you, you, you might not want to just trust, uh, and I'm even talking speaking to doctors, don't trust what that laboratory is sending you Without you know getting into their testing and understanding exactly what they're expanding and why you're injecting it and what it's going to do, and and as you know we give those type of certificates to you.
0: Hey guys, Chad Robichaud here. Are you ready to experience the greatest beef you'll ever taste while supporting an incredible cause? Well, get ready to sink your teeth into the irresistible beef from Skyros Cattle Company. At Skyros Ranch, where Mighty Oaks Foundation holds our West Coast Legacy Programs. Wayne Hughes Jr., the founder of Skyros Cattle Company, has dedicated over a decade to perfecting the art of raising premium beef. And guess what? You can now enjoy the fruits of his labor right in the comfort of your own home with the absolute highest quality beef you can find, hands down. And trust me, I'm a carnivore and I've tasted plenty of steaks and nothing comes close to a Sky Rose Steak. These cattle are grass-fed and free of antibiotics, hormones, and vaccines. And for the last 10 years, I've personally watched these cattle graze 25,000 acres in Central Coast, California, and the taste is unbeatable. When you choose to purchase Skyrose beef, you're also making a difference by supporting the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Wayne is all about helping our deserving military and first responder communities through our faith-based resiliency and recovery programs. In every single penny, of your purchase goes directly towards assisting our nation's warriors. Let me reiterate this, because it's crazy. 100% of the proceeds of Sky Rose Cattle goes directly to Mighty Oaks Foundation to support our nation's warriors. So let's join forces and make a positive impact, one delicious bite at a time, and head over to SkyRoseCattleCO.com. That's co.com today, and order yourself some tender, juicy cuts of beef Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. And one more little insider secret, every warrior who goes through Mighty Oaks Legacy Program at Sky Rose will assure you that this beef is extraordinary and off the charts delicious. The very first thing our warriors get when they get to Mighty Oaks Programs on Sky Rose Ranch is a delicious Sky Rose Steak hanging off the side of their plates with a Sky Rose brand on it. And our warriors love them and you will too. Yeah, I remember, uh, so as a patient down there, I remember getting a certificate, seeing where the umbilical cord came from. I thought that was really like, made me a lot, comp- pretty comfortable, like seeing seeing the efficacy behind that, uh, that it actually, the certificate came from a hospital, not from BioX. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also one of the things I, I really appreciated was that before they did any treatment on me, they made sure I didn't have any, like yeah. they made sure I didn't have AIDS, they made sure yeah. I didn't have hepatitis, they made sure I didn't have all this stuff. That way I could say, they could say, hey, look, you're clean. Yeah. Uh, but if I had something they'd be like all right you had this before we move forward you know yeah you got AIDS man like, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't <laughs> get it here like yeah. uh so they 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 test you with with all that stuff first yeah. and I, and uh I, I thought that was and maybe it just gave me a real good peace of mind I'm like okay this this is you know pretty professional it's a
1: it's a weird and it's a weird dynamic in the sense that and you guys kind of touched on this a little bit but you know one of the things that we have to overcome the most at the beginning is like oh this is colombia it's a third world country we, we think that you're practicing medicine and you know maybe how you would do in Tijuana or whatever but um mm-hmm. the the you know the, the patients that come down they're, they're very well surprised but the thing is i don't even get medical treatment here in the u.s anymore because the doctors there for one they'll spend as much time as you need to really yeah. understand who you are who your body is. Sometimes they, they won't even look at the medical notes at first. They'll just ask you the same questions. And you, you might think that that's being redundant, but they don't want to be indoctrinated to the last five doctors that have maybe given you a bad or a mm-hmm. wrong diagnosis. Yeah. And, um, you know, here in, in the U S it's, you know, you see a nurse, a practitioner or something, and they check a couple boxes. The doctor comes in, prescribes, writes your script and you're on your way. Um, and, and that's not how medical care is there. It's, it's uh, back no. to the basics and real medical care.
0: I was super impressed. Cause one of the things I got when I was there was, uh, you know, I got, I got my, shoulders and wrists and all my joints from jiu-jitsu and fighting. But, uh, but you know, I had some pretty substantial injuries in, in Afghanistan. So I broke my neck and, and, uh, you know, been blown up. So TBIs. And so I got the spinal, the spinal tap mm-hmm. and I got the,
1: I was just talking about that with him last night. That I was, was scared to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I But I it was, I was so, so I think was a, he was like a neuroscientist. Uh, that's one of your staff. Mm-hmm. He sat down with me for like an hour and a half explaining the whole procedure and just walk. And I'm like, man, this guy is like, I trust him more than any, any doctor. He's I a brilliant
1: neurosurgeon too. He's, yeah. yeah, He's incredible.
0: I mean, uh, just the fact that, I mean, normally you come to the United States and you had the opportunity to sit down with a neurosurgeon, you might get like- 10 minutes. max. max. Yeah. Yeah. This guy like spent with an hour and a half of me. Cause I was like, you guys are going into my spine. Like I want to, and they're like, oh, we just pull spinal fluid out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, pull oh, spinal yeah. fluid. like explain this to me. And man, I, he just, I just left with, I'm like, this guy is, is, is brilliant and, yeah. and, I, and I trust him.
1: And, you're, uh, you're talking about the the treatment that I was talking about with um, Rampage at dinner last night um, that is something that we give to veterans, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we, you know, like we did with uh, Matt Hughes. It's the same type of uh, treatment for uh, traumatic brain injury. Right. But the reason that we do that for veterans and high-impact athletes like Quentin and uh, NFL guys and, you know, uh, even soccer players that are butting the, the yeah. head all the time, um, the CTE. You know, CTE is right. one of those things that typically diagnose post postmortem and, and. Uh, and there's not a lot of treatments for it. And the truth is, we don't know if this is going to work or not, but it does work very well with traumatic brain injury, which is much worse mm. than just the smaller traumatic brain injuries and concussions. So uh, that's the treatment you're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 It, it,
0: and, uh, and, uh, you know, I know they say go back and sleep for like six hours, went back in my room and slept for like six hours. And, uh, but, but you guys told me in advance, Hey, just so you know, you're going to get, you're going to get cramping. And I had so i some pretty major cramping. And uh, yeah. so that was 48 oh, hours or so, or no, it was... lasted about two weeks. That might have been why they told me like look if this with this you know treatment you're gonna you, there's some things you could experience and yeah you know with it you know and they were just encouraging me like hey this is not only normal but it's good that means it's working and uh and yeah i'm I, I would i would have done it again that way yeah. yeah
1: did he talk you into it oh uh, I, I don't know
2: I, I was supposed to get like shots in my head to help me grow my hair back and face and all that <laughs> you, you didn't do that one no. I, I did that one did, did, did some of your hair grow back
0: no Look, yeah. man, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a. I don't. But uh, it's. It, it, Sometimes it, when you
1: compile everything all at once, too, you yeah. do it. Yeah. and shoulder. Yeah. The, yeah. the stem cells are like, bro. Let's my, not worry about that. Hair. You got. It. It. <laughs> but they
0: were just like, hey, you're here, do it, and uh, and uh, and they were. I think it was like probably seventy shots. Oh, and, that uh, hurts. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a lot of, them and they, and, uh, and they were like, I guess Usman was there like, like the week before, and they are like he got a, he got about three shots into it. I'm calling, I'm busting him busting him out right now. They he got about three shots into it. And he was like, no, no more. So I felt like competitive now i'm like i gotta finish it and uh and i did how many shots did they give in your head i don't I maybe exaggerating but it was a lot it was probably i, I would guess about 20 ish
1: yeah 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 it's not worth it for me <laughs> it, it,
0: and, and, it, it and we have to
1: use a bigger needle so the stells go through it does hurt a bigger gauge oh,
0: it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's more the cosmetic side yeah. yeah yeah we
1: have a lot of our you know our guys like kamaru uzman will come down or a rampage or whatever and and uh, for the the guys that have a companion with them, that's actually
0: what we we give to the companions a lot is face and hair. Uh, and then you do you, you met the ladies down at the physical therapy place. Yeah, I yeah. met the, those ladies. They're very nice. All they're, they're yeah, those those ladies were a
1: riot. They were so fun. It's funny we have the highest level athletes on the planet that come back from that appointment and they mm-hmm. go, man, those girls are tough. Like they, they kicked my. <laughs> oh ass. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I
0: the, They were like, I thought you were a professional athlete. I'm like, sweating. She's <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, don't yeah. push it.
0: Yeah, they did. What um. Just speaking of professional athletes, just, I guess if you can, I don't know if you can or not name, name some of the ones that have been down there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can name the guys that are, that are gracious enough to, you know, already do posting on Instagram or, you know, on their social media. And so they've kind of released that. Um, I would say a lot of our A-list, you know, actors and movie star or rock stars, they don't really release their names as much, but yeah. uh, a lot of the athletes do. So I, I mean, we're blessed, um, you know, guys like Rampage, top of their game, movie star also, um, Mr. D. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh,
1: lots of MMA guys. So like, like you said, uh, you know, Kamaru Uzman, there's, there's guys like Aljamain Sterling and they're really, uh, Brandon Moreno before he lost the belt. Um, but everybody that has a belt at some point basically has been to our mm-hmm. clinic in the UFC. And then that goes into retirement as well. We talked about Frank Shamrock earlier when you were pre- preparing for his fight. He's one of our guys. Frank um, Mir. Frank Mir. Yeah. yeah. Chael Sonnen, uh, Chuck Liddell has been down with his family a couple of times. So, you know, the, the, the Tito, meant, has
2: Tito been there? No, no. Tito uh,
1: I heard TJ, I heard TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. He's been a couple
2: times. You know, TJ Dillashaw, he was the first person to tell me about going, getting uh, stem cells, but he was, he was going to Peru. No, the, Panama. He going to Doctor Reardon, yeah. and then he heard, then he heard about BioX, and he don't go there. He go to he go to BioX now. He said, yeah. they, he said they was way better than than his. Yeah.
0: Because that's your like competitor, right? If you if there was a competitor in sure, you know, Panama.
1: Yeah, if I wasn't gonna recommend our clinic, it would be Doctor Reardon's clinic in Panama. We we do things a little bit differently. We have spine and disc that we focus in on. He doesn't have a he doesn't have that a, a capability, and we focus in on professional athletes. He does a lot more IVs for like MS and autoimmune disease. Mm. Uh, he also and and many other clinics around the world one of the things they don't do that we do that that we haven't talked about is we stack other alternative therapies that are supportive to stem cell therapy so it's not just coming in getting the stem cell shot but we also do things like cryotherapy hyperbaric mm-hmm. oxygen we prep your body with bioregulatory medication first uh you know to, to receive the high dose of stem cells uh red light therapy mm-hmm. ozone therapy and so that treatment week you're getting all of those things that are supporting stem cell. Wow.
0: Every day, more than 22 veterans take their lives. That's a devastating reality that we can no longer ignore. But what if I told you that number actually is much higher? According to a recent study, the actual number of veteran suicides could be double the federal estimates. That means 44 veterans could be lost to suicide every single day. Whether the number is 22, 44, or one, one is too many. But there's hope. Mighty Oaks Foundation provides a lifeline for veterans, first responders, and active duty communities struggling with PTSD, depression, and thoughts of suicide. Our non-clinical faith-based peer-to-peer programs focus on spiritual resiliency, providing our military and first responder communities to overcome their hardships of service and find a new life purpose. We know that the road to recovery isn't an easy one, but with the support of Mighty Oaks, our warriors can find the hope and healing they need to move forward. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org, and learn how you can support our mission to end the epidemic of suicide in our military and first responders communities. Together, we can make a difference.
1: Yeah, we have uh, ozone therapy, which is taking your blood out mm-hmm. and then putting it through the ozone machine, which actually filters and then it adds a O3 molecule and then puts it back in. Yeah. And then we'll do three, four, five passes of that. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is one of my favorite therapies. So you can do that instead.
0: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might do that one instead. Guys, I've
1: got a question about, yeah. uh, stay dangerous. Um, you know, because I Chad, I, I remember, um, you know, doing a podcast with you before, and I know a lot about mighty Oaks, but yeah. what, how did stay dangerous come about?
0: Well, you know, mighty Oaks found, you know, my mission in life is mighty Oaks foundation. So what I do, you know, I, I came home from Afghanistan. Uh, you know, a lot of my listeners know I came home from Afghanistan. i eight deployment and I dealt with PTSD, anxiety, depression. All those things, and, uh, and you know, a lot of amazing people came around me and helped me. Uh, and then Mighty Oaks started as a it forward. Um, you know, I had a big restoration of my faith, uh, became Christian, and uh, just had a burden in my heart to help other people. So we started Mighty Oaks Foundation 12 years ago. We do resiliency programs, recovery programs. We do, uh, we do, we do uh, advocacy where we're in, D.C., fighting for faith-based veterans policy and uh, we have an international program where we help people around the world. So uh, Mighty Oaks is, and we, we've served over half a million active duty troops now wow. in, in the military. So we've, a, we have, we have you know, incredible impact. We do about $8 million a year in programming for free wow. to, our, to our service members. So Mighty Oaks is just the core. So we, we started when we were building Mighty Oaks, we were like, how can we broadcast our message out more? Because, you know, because we're a Christian organization, because I've been outspoken conservative dealing with, you know, this the social ban- social media like shadow banning and stuff like that, and so I was a guest on a lot of podcasts. Uh, you know, Chris used to uh, worked with, worked with me before, get me on national Media, uh, and but we wanted to be able to, to uh, control that ourselves. So we started a show called Body Yoke Show at first, and uh, we had built an the audience there. Then we started a Situation Report, which you've been on, uh-huh. uh, and I think Harrison's been on as well. And then uh, and then um, Jeremy and I, Jeremy took over the Situation Report. Jeremy Stalnecker. he started a show called March or Die, and then uh, and then um. The Robertsons, the Duck Dynasty family, Uh uh, become good friends with those guys. They're awesome people. They have a uh, production company called uh, Tread Lively. And so they wanted to do a show together. And that's what we came up with, Stay Dangerous. And uh, for me, the Stay Dangerous mantra was about uh, talking to people who are kind of pushing against the cultural norm to do uh, great things for other people. And uh, that's, you know, staying dangerous, staying relevant, doing important things. And uh, that's what, you know, you guys are doing out here, Uh, you know, helping people get better and uh and and so that's kind of that's the kind of guest we want to have on the show us people that are that are helping other people taking their gifts and talents and treasures and and everything and just and is paying it forward to others and uh and doing relevant things even if it's not popular and uh you know i, I say that to you uh and i know you do, I don't do that just at biox uh but you you do that uh through your you have a charity and nonprofit, which i'd love you to you know, kind of for closing they can talk about that, but but one of the things I want to you know accolade you on publicly here is uh, every time I've called and said I had a veteran that's hurt, uh, you've taken care of them, no charge at all. And so, yeah, as you guys can imagine, the listeners can imagine, you know, stem cell treatment is, is not cheap, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it's, it's it's a it's a you know, not cheap to do, but but it's worth it. It's it's it's, it's not cheap, but in the long term, it probably is cheap Uh, because you're saving yourself out of surgeries and injuries and other things and and you can't put a price on on being healthy and feeling good so i I think in that sense it is affordable health is wealth. yeah health yeah so i mean when you get older you'll pay anything to get healthy again so I i think i think it it's it's uh it's not expensive in that sense but you know for for a veteran who's uh you know maybe dealing with chronic injuries and can't get out there and work or whatever like you know, maybe they couldn't afford it. And, uh, and so you and your company has been super generous. And uh, I know I've sent a guy, a green braid down there right now, who's been, you know, wounded in combat and you guys are taking care of him free of charge. And, and, uh, and I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for being so gracious and giving us opportunity to talk on platforms like this, to get the word out. And and you've sent us patients Mm -hmm. as well. You know, you've referred us uh, because of your results. So thank you. And, you know, congratulations on your success. And, and, and if there's anything we can do further to serve, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that, you know, we work with other, uh, vets in, in, in other parts of charity, the charity committee or, uh, community with veterans, like, uh, Leroy Torres, who's part of the burn pits, uh, 360. Yeah. Um, you know, he's one of our patients, uh, Omar Crispy. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know his yeah, I know him, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so if there's anything we can do to further serve you and your efforts, we would love to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I consider you know, BioX a partner at Mighty Oaks and, and yeah, work you're doing. But, um, before we, before we hop off, can you tell us a little bit about your charity and, uh, and what, what it is that your charity does? Yeah. So
1: I, I founded, well, I, I chair uh, solutions for a healthier world foundation and, and we do things exactly like what we're talking about in the sense that we help veterans um, mostly. Um, but, and, and, you know, I, without giving a sh- shameless plug to them. There's something that I'm actually more interested in, uh, on the charity side right now. And I'm helping that same patient that we talked about Dustin Bunch. Uh, he was a former firefighter. He's, he jumped off of his boat at, uh, uh Lake Havasu 4th of July weekend. Like he did for 20 years. He was there with uh, his wife and family and, uh, firefighter buddies, but this time the, the lake was low. And so he had a immediate spinal cord injury. Oh. This is the same guy I think that yeah. we were talking yep. about. So, uh, he is, he, he and I, I'm, I'm helping him essentially, but, uh, he is founding a, uh, 501c3, um, called America Strong. And so what he's going to do is help, um, um, uh, spinal cord injury patients and their families on how to adjust to the new lifestyle, because it's not just the patient. Yes. The patient had this traumatic injury and, and they're, you know, in most cases bound to a wheelchair, um, but their families are also immediately affected and now they're full-time caregivers. And, you know, so the, it, it spills out all throughout, not just the immediate family, but the whole family. So, uh, America strong is going to take, uh, these spinal cord injury families and teach them how to do regular things like eat or open the door or, um, you know, just the, the, the regular family things they have to do. And they're, they're going to do that, uh, through animal therapy and more importantly through, uh, Buffalo. And, and it's because the Buffalo go into the storm when, when they yeah. sense a storm instead of running away from it. And so he's, that's kind of the mindset that you have to be in to be successful at, uh, having any recovery in that injury. So yeah. America strong is actually what I'd like to talk about a little bit more. Heck like, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man, super cool guy. Yeah. And uh, and,
1: and a beautiful and, human. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. He's doing that. And yeah. I'm a, I'll have to touch base with him and see how we could be, we could help too. Yeah. So, Cause we, you know, in, in our work, obviously we deal with a lot of veterans who are dealing with those types of injuries as well. So. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, what's the, what's next for you? What do you got? Well, um, no, 18 part two because I I want to see 18 part two.
2: I know I want I want to see that too. It, it's um, a lot of people on social media kind of act like it's my fault, <laughs> like or, or I have the power. Like, man, you need to make a 18 part oh, two. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't make the first one. <laughs> I just I was I just acted in it. But you know, Fox dropped the ball on that. They they admit they dropped the ball on that. They went up against um. What what was that? The World Cup and 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 Karate Kid and yeah and you know I'm, I was a big fan of that TV series so I'm kind of bummed. That, me too.
0: Yeah, was I like, was too yeah, growing up. Man, yeah. If yeah,
2: sure. yeah. Yeah, I've been doing movies, I, I I did one just last night. Um, no, it was just that small role. I've just been doing B movies since you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't had anything as big as A team since then. But you know, I'm still planning on fighting. Harrison trying to um book me a fight with Titties from um. From tough,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know we
2: have we have a uh, you know I, I want to do a couple of grudge matches before I get too old.
0: Fight people is, is he, is he a, a, a real grudge match?
2: Yeah, yeah. Me and titties. We we never we never uh, made up, but you know I kind of told him like if if he beats me, I'll never call him titties again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: and um, Shannon Briggs and I, we still planning on uh, boxing. He he moved the date back to um what mid or late January, which is fine by me, but. I ain't got no contract, so I ain't really talking about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Eric, uh, for those listening, if anybody wants to get treatment, where do they go? Uh,
1: lots of good information on bioaccelerator.com. Uh, it, but, you know, if you really want to hear from patients like, like Chad or, or Rampage or anybody, and, you know, regular guys, uh, our YouTube channel has a lot of great information and uh, any social media channel as well. Awesome.
0: Awesome, awesome. awesome having you on, man. I'm, uh, I'm super thankful for, you know, one, taking care of me. And uh, but but your your work uh, just the advancement of SimCell making it available for us and, and for the work that you do the charitable work you do to help people that you know couldn't get this treatment otherwise so yeah thank really you appreciate you man
1: yeah thanks okay, for the so, opportunity guys it's been good
0: Quentin man honor to meet you bro yeah, oh, thank man. you guys yeah.
2: honored to be here man this That's is cool. one of the best podcast studios I've seen and even though I, I apologize my, my friend um, was making fun of him when we pulled up
0: <laughs> he thought it <laughs> was a shed yeah, yeah he, he thought it was a yeah. shed yeah.
2: And then when you walk in it was like <laughs>
0: yeah, it looks like yeah, from outside looks like that that's right we don't want anybody to know we're here that's right, yeah. <laughs> the paparazzi that's, here. yeah you know?
2: that's smart <laughs> that's smart dog. that's right yeah
0: yeah. Uh, well guys uh, you know Eric Quentin staying dangerous uh, great to have you guys
2: thank you yeah, bye bye